All your friends are queer Maybe not all but some Maybe none but you're Trying to be kind and inclusive of everyone You made the right call And we're so glad you're here So it's time to start this show About how all our friends are queer Hi gay Hi gay Sashay into deals this month <laughs> Wow. Um, we are slaying the game. <laughs> You'll slay every day with these deals. That's right, everyone. It's Pride Month and rainbow capitalism is alive and upon us. But more importantly, this podcast is back. She's running rampant down the street. What is it? Heavy breathing, wild dancing. Yes. Uh, this is Juan and Sarah back. Back, back again. A year later for season three of All Your Friends Are Queer. This is our third and final season because after this year, we, are hanging, are, we are hanging up our queer towels. I don't have a gay towel. <laughs> I don't know. What do they say? Like you're hanging up your... I'm hanging up my... I'm hanging up... I'm, I'm, I'm passing the mantle. Yeah, I'm, I'm passing Kelly Mantle. the torch. I'm passing on. We decided 2023, we're going to be straight. We're going to be cishet. Oh, it just, God. We decided to assimilate. Sometimes straight is better. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the pain in your eyes. I can see it. No, no, no. Um, obviously, we're still here. We're still queer. And we're still going to be queer next year and forevermore. Maybe even more so. Mm-hmm. Some may say that we just escalate into proportions that are astronomical, untangible. You know what? Unfathomable. Maybe we're just leveling up. But, uh, you know. We, but we won't have any more friends. We, we only have so many queer friends. We do have a lot, obviously. We've been able to do three seasons of the show. But... You know, we it's also just a busy, it's a, it's a very busy thing for us to do every year. Come around springtime, we go, oh my god, we forgot about the other podcast, because we have our other podcasts that we do. Then we're like, oh and my god. And then we're rushing, and then we we're crying. We have to do this one, and also and just. And then I'm traveling. Yeah, and you know, like. We and got then we're low on funds. Three seasons of this, we think it's a good amount, and you know, we'll still probably do it this year in queer at the end of the year in December for our like highlights. But then that'll be it, you know. We'll have done what we wanted to do, talked with some of our friends so that, like, we can learn from their experiences and you, you can guys learn. can learn. Yes. So today... We can start discourse. Today we have brought you another queer. His name is Jared. Have you ever been to his store? He went to Jared. Um, we chatted with our friend Jared Van Leeuwen, who we know from... Just being like a listener of our other podcast, and we've talked to Jared many a times about many a things. Um, and we said, "Hey, you're gay. Do you want to come on the show?" Hey, not to out you, but you like men? Question mark. Um, no, we obviously knew he was queer before asking. We didn't go. Hey, any chance that you're gay? Next you can question. come out to us. <laughs> Next question. Want to come on the podcast? No, we thought Jared would be cool. Um, to talk to because he has uh you know a lot of let's just say it trauma from the mormon church and from you know being a student at byu and having to deal with their bullshit honor code 
and spoiler alert, leaving BYU, which we'll get into in this episode. But, you know, growing up in a Mormon household and then going to school in this, you know, that Utah environment and being queer and like balancing those two things. We thought it'd be a good discussion that we haven't had on the show yet. So we brought Jared on and we hope you all like it. So enjoy this episode and we will see you at the end. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. All right. We are here with Jared. We are here today. Hello. We are here today to talk about Jared's... To honor the memory. Jared's (laughs) life as a BYU queer person, um, among other things. Um, but we're going to start off the way that we always start these episodes. By scratching our armpits. Yes. Uh, we're all going to go around and say our pronouns and any labels that we use to identify ourselves, you know, relating to the queer community. So I am Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, Hi, Sarah. Uh, I, it's been so long. I, my pronouns are she, they, um, labels I use are queer gay asexual non-binary and homo romantic you go ahead Juan. okay my turn it's how about i do okay my name is juan i use he him pronouns i identify with the q and the g and legibigatiga mm-hmm. um queer and gay queer and gay and then um and I'm discovering things about myself. Okay. And we'll talk about that. And on we'll a later talk about day. that. Um, yeah, on our last episode of the month because it'll be a retrospective with me and Juan. All and right. maybe a guess. I don't know. Um, Jared, <laughs> go ahead. All right. I'm Jared. Pronouns he, him. And uh, labels that I use for identifying myself are gay and uh, queer, if I'm using it in like the umbrella sense of the word yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. umbrella ella a a a okay yes. love <laughs> okay so having said that jared how do you define queer and gay oh that is a good question um huh. you personally or how did you come okay. to label yourself as that mm-hmm. what what drew you to those where okay okay gotcha <laughs> so um with gay I mean, that definitely came first because, you know, I heard that more frequently, like, you know, in middle school, you hear guys using it all the time to in a derogatory way. But as we learned from Hillary Duff, you know, Don't say when, it. when you say that's so gay, do you know what you say? Knock so, it off. Exactly. Meanwhile, here I am saying it in a derogatory way every so often. <laughs> yeah, but you are gay. Yeah, so yeah, I can so say it's it. different. Yeah. But so I think, you know, I heard about it and then I kind of came to understand it as meaning like if you're gay then you're a man who's attracted to other men um and um i realized probably around eighth grade that that's that i was gay and um thanks to you know getting better representations (laughs) in uh the media like I mean, like, you know, Glee is... Uh, I was going like, to say, say the secret word. We all have like, Glee, but... We, we all, all have Glee thank, trauma. <laughs> we all thank the heavens that things have gotten better since Glee. Although, isn't it coming yes. back or something? Um, I don't know if it's coming back. I know they're going to be putting it on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. 
which is why they're also putting love victor on disney plus which makes me happy which is something they said they weren't going to do originally anyways which is i would yeah, like to no, see like i want to see what they cut out they better not cut out anything i swear well in season two they get like hot and heavy i want to see what the they mom like out. walks in on them sucking dick and cock and i said this is on, gonna be on <laughs> disney plus okay anyways sorry to interrupt you're good but yeah so i mean i you know i kind of had some of the representation for gay people like back in like the late 2000s early 2010s and i realized that i could identify with that and so that's kind of how i came to identify as gay um and then with queer that's been just more so you know again i mean it in like the general umbrella term like if i'm around other you know like queer people you know different sexualities gender identities i feel like that just kind of uh you know works better in that mm -hmm. way and i um definitely came to better understand uh the word queer as i met other like people in the lgbtq plus community mm -hmm. yeah. um what would you say that you what what do you think are some misconceptions about gay men in particular and you can 100% go into the BYU trauma of it all right here, right now. Because <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure and on a campus that is very much the epicenter of, I think you're like this, you would, you might have some insight. That's true, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, well, so I think, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is like, straight guys, we're not going to fall in love with you. We're not going to trick you or this or that or the other. Speak for like, yourself. <laughs> you would never falls in love with a straight man every other year, pretty much. I mean, but, it happens to the best of us. It's happened but to not me, all but... of them. But not all of them. No, you're all hideous. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like straight guys. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do anything. It's fine. You're safe. Mm -hmm. It's fine. We can coexist peacefully. Um. I think that's definitely one of the big things. Um. And I guess, I mean, there's also very much a stereotype of gay men being effeminate, which, like, admittedly, I fit that stereotype in quite a few ways. Um, but, I mean, there are other gay men out there. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a hand motion. Man. Um, but, I mean, but, like, not every gay guy is going to be like that. Um, you know, not every guy is going to fit the stereotype 100% or, you know, sometimes even, like, a very small percent. You know, there are all sorts of different kinds of people who are gay and that's, you know, that's just reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All those queer sports players. Exactly. Like what? Like off the top of my head, how many things can I identify you with as a stereotype? Your list. Your, <laughs> you don't even have a list, really. Yeah, I really don't. But um, you have a higher pitch voice. Yes. And a high yes, and an upward inflection. Yeah. But like you also aren't like going to circuit parties that I'm aware no. of. <laughs> no. I mean, low key, I kind of wouldn't mind. Like, I did go to a drag show and I feel like it was there that I kind of discovered like, you know what? Maybe I do have like a bit of a partying like twink somewhere inside of me. You know, oh just like oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. And I mean I don't know, like, I, it made me want to definitely explore and, like, see other, like, 
you know, queer like celebrations and festivities and stuff like that. So Okay, wow. Achievement unlocked, party twink. <laughs> party twink. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. And I think part of it that helped was just like it was overall just like a really great environment at the drag show. Plus one of the queens lip synced to Boyfriend by Def Cameron, which I mm -hmm. sent you all that video. So yeah, that I helped. saw the video. That was iconic. Yeah. Okay, queen. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's great song choice, honestly. Um I like I like I like thanked her for it afterwards. I'm like, thank you for like choosing this song. <laughs> she said, and that that was for you. I saw the descendants fan in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I got to do this for him. I had it right in my back pocket, ready to go. Um, uh, okay, so you mentioned um, that you realized you were queer in eighth grade. Yes. Now, how did you come to that realization? And was that like a coming out to yourself moment of like saying it to yourself and then not telling anyone or anything? Yeah, yeah, kind of. So basically what happened is, um, like, I got picked on a lot in middle school. You know, I had a few different guys bully me, like, call me them. gay, call me the F-slur. <laughs> Give me their names. Give me their names, I, I their address. I just want to talk. Send me a picture. I remember, I remember, like, none of them. Okay, except for one guy, though. There was this guy, he picked on me. He wasn't, like, he wasn't using slurs, and he wasn't, like, as mean as some of the other guys, but he was like persistent. And and then you kissed um, under the bleachers one day and you knew why. No. <laughs> Not all okay. bullies Let's, end up oh being gosh. gay. Um, okay, but so <clears throat> what happened is I eventually would kind of like fight back. I would, you know, try to like have my own retort. And we were both in choir and there was one day where we were in choir and we didn't have a concert or anything going on. So it was just kind of a free period. He and I were just like bickering back and forth. And then one guy eventually came up. He was like fed up and he was like, okay, are you two in love with each other or something? And we both immediately were just Pitches like, ass. no. But then kind of in the back of my head, it was like, I could hear a yes. <laughs> like just kind of like, I don't know, just like a little voice in my head, my own little like cartoon Lizzie McGuire or something like, I just, I heard a yes in my head. You went no, but the inner you went, fuck yes. <laughs> uh, sure. But also, yeah, so... choir bully? Not the choir bully. People in choir get bullied, not bullies within the choir. Let's talk about this. It was, Let's talk it about was... the, the, mean, the mean Mormons in the choir programs, in the music oh, departments. God. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir? Well, they're mean. They're mean yeah. and they'll get you. Honestly, yeah. I mean, thankfully, I didn't get into too many like high-level music programs at BYU or something, so I can't attest to that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so yeah. So I realized in that moment, like, okay, I've got feelings for this guy. I like him. Um, and then, like, later on, he stopped picking on me. He and I kind of reached a consensus, and um, things were better. But yeah, I realized that I liked him, and that was that was like the moment that i knew but i didn't really like fully admit it to myself until like maybe a few months or years later and even then i was like i gotta hide this i gotta keep this buried down <laughs> because Conceal, like don't feel don't let them know exactly because yeah <laughs> it was <present>? yeah <laughs> yeah but so it was just i mean because like i kind of knew 
where my family was with that stuff at the time. Like, I don't know. I, I did know, um, at least at the time, my oldest sister, she had like left the Mormon church like years and years ago. And she had friends who were gay, trans, um, lesbian. And so like my parents were like comfortable around some of those friends. And it was like, okay, you know, like, you know, that's like, okay, that's a decent sign there. But at the same time, they would like, you know, when they were with other like members of the church, they would say bad stuff about gay people. And I just, I knew that if I were to come out to them, it would just be like, it would be rough. Um, so in that moment, I definitely made the decision, like, just hide it. Just don't tell anyone. Just try and be a good little Mormon boy, go on a mission, and maybe maybe things will be better. Um, things were not better. <laughs> and maybe me, maybe I'll meet a fellow gay Mormon on my mission, and we'll get married and fall in love. Maybe I'll meet a woman, oh, God, marry her for 20 years, have three kids, and hate my entire life. Oh, ugh. honestly, I, if I... Taylor's harvest times. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I didn't reach, like, a breaking point, that probably would have been my future. And yeah, that's, like, I, so sad. Yeah. No, I, I mean, mean, that's like, the reality for a lot of people. Yeah, which is what's sad about it. Yeah. I mean, like, growing up in a church, like, yeah, I can only speak from, like, the Mormon church perspective, but, like, even other Christian churches, it's like, you know, it's it's rough. Like... You just know that people have this very negative view of it the majority of the time and it's you just don't feel like you're gonna be safe or like respected and, and it's I like mean, that's yeah. the people that you've known for the longest time like i as a as someone who has like who grew up around mormons a lot in the city that we live in and like <laughs> mormon family members it's like i know the community is very tight-knit and like most Mormon kids grow up really just knowing their Mormon friends or their Mormon families. And like, that's really what their world is. And so it's like to have the fear of like, that's my world. And if I say anything, I lose all of it is kind of like overwhelming to say the least, I would believe. Oh, 100%. I do think in my case, like I did have a bit of a saving grace and that pretty much all of my friends were not Mormon. Like I was the only like kid in my like ward my congregation who was my exact age so there wasn't anyone else in like my grade or at my school um in my grade that was mormon in my congregation so i you know pretty much just turned to like regular kids to be my friends and i think that definitely made a huge difference especially because a few of them are now out as like gay and like um um, I don't, I don't know if they have like a label for their gender identity, but like, the spectrum. like using she, they pronouns. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Wait, so have your, uh, I mean, if I can switch topics really fast, uh, have your parents like come around since then? Like, how has that like, evolved? no, I'm still yeah. not out to them. <laughs> okay. Valid, valid. Very we valid. will not be linking this to them. <laughs> I definitely do not have their emails. Um, <laughs> Wait, I did find of... out my mom is on Instagram, which uh, definitely terrified me. <laughs> and she follows you? No, I'm on private you right her now. Immediately. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And has she ever asked, like, has she tried to, like, No, request? thankfully oh, okay. not. Thankfully not. Yeah. Okay, but... interesting. Interesting. More yeah. on that later. But wait, because <laughs> Mormon, the Mormon church, 
um don't they do like isn't it like don't they do something where like in your ward you like you're gonna marry someone from there or something or like they've like tried don't they try to set you up with someone like in there or something but they, i know they have like correct me if i'm wrong don't they have like single nights or like yeah like... so they'll have they'll have like whole congregations just for young single adults ages 18 to 29. Okay. that's kind of and i mean they'll have activities like all the time and that's kind of what they try to do to like get you know people to get married it's like oh socialize and also like every Stay other Sunday the church. Church, we're talking about like marriage like you've got to get married in the temple for time and all eternity and you know it's only <laughs> marriage between a man and a woman and blah. So. that's crazy they said if you're if you're fucking 30 you can rot you can choke you can go die in a ditch single and I alone mean, i mean basically the like the church tries to encourage people to get married so young and like have mm -hmm. kids so quickly like and then if you're even if you're like my age like in single like that scene is like kind of an abnormality especially like in, in your Utah. uh 26. 26 okay so oh, yeah, you're like, only a year younger than us yeah like around you turned age. 26 this year right um well i mean my birthday's in december so technically i turned 26 last year a week before oh so we're the same yeah age. we're the same age yeah we um, would have started school different years though sad sad Oof. sad in another world um yeah because i just always found that interesting because like i have a friend who's mormon and like he married um another person like i know like i'm friendly with uh and they were like, yeah, we met in, we were in the same ward. And I feel like I always hear people being like, we met in our ward, we're in the same ward. And then they got married. Yeah. Like, What's going on here? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah. And you're... So wait. Oh. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, go I was going to ask, have you ever been to one of those? Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, I was in like a YSA ward um, in Texas. I would go to that for church um, anytime I was home for the summer in like 2017. And 2019 and then when you go to byu you're basically already in a ysa ward because basically what they do is to set up a ward they'll just have it be all of the guys in this one hall maybe they'll take part of another hall um and then it'll be all of the girls from a different hall in a different building and just that combined is your ward your congregation and they treat it basically as a ysa ward um because I mean, at least for me, I was in on-campus housing, so everyone was usually, like, not married. Um, but then once you do get married, then you can go to a family ward. And if it's BYU in particular, there's enough married students that that you'll have a married student ward. What of course the hell is. married student ward? Is there I know, a it's wild. Is there a chapel where people get married on the church, on the campus? No, because I mean, you know, Mormons are all about getting married in the temple. At the temple. Oh, the temple. I mean, like we have a church on our thing. Yeah, but my were... aunt, my aunt got married at that church. Yeah, but they were quirky. <laughs> they were quirky, kooky. Okay. <laughs> they were for like when the small choir ensembles needed to have a concert, they would go to those. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you're originally from Texas, and your family is yes. still there. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've got my parents then, are still there, and then like, and you I've... moved here for college in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. And is it Salt Lake or Orem? Uh it's Orem. Orem that I'm in. Yeah. That's where yes. my college BYU is. is. Well, BYU's in Provo, but then oh, yeah, Provo UVU Zero. where I go to now is in Orem. Okay. Okay. So you don't go to BYU anymore. No, I haven't 
I haven't gone, I haven't been to BYU students since 2020. Interesting. I didn't know when that. everything went down. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Cause uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know in like 2020, a few weeks before the, the whole... pandemic hit, yeah, there was um, BYU has this honor code that students have to agree to um, live by in order to attend the school. And in that there is a clause that says like, no homosexual behavior is allowed. Um, but then they ended up getting rid of that clause. And so everyone was like, wait, does this mean like gay students can date and like kiss and stuff? And so that led to people kissing in front of the statue of Brigham Young as like a middle finger to like the homophobes. And for a couple of weeks there, you know, queer students at BYU felt really safe and felt like it was okay to be their full authentic selves. And then two weeks after um, the homosexual behavior clause had been removed, the church education system released an announcement basically saying like, hey, even though this clause has been removed, um, you're still not allowed to be gay. Like, we're just, we're going to still enforce that. <laughs> like, even though there's no written thing behind it. Even though we can't, up. we're still going to enforce it. They said, sorry, exactly. you guys can attend this school and give us your money, but you can't be gay. Yeah. Just and I think what I've heard is like, since then, like, punishments for if you're gay have been less like intense but what I, are the but, punishments? but they like, still exist like yeah. what would be the punishments like academic like probation or like what so like they can um freeze your transcripts and basically make it so that you <laughs> if you try to transfer to another college you have no credits you're basically starting over with your degree is that legal? That actually Apparently don't they want to get rid of the gays? Like, don't they want to be like transfer, get out of yeah, here? Yeah, but they're also like, I want to ruin your life. I, I, I exactly. That's it. They want to ruin your life. Because oh like there was God. actually a guy who went to BYU who had this happen to him. It was the day that he was supposed to be graduating, supposed to be walking and getting his diploma. And turns out the honor code office found like his gay OnlyFans or something. And they froze his transcripts. And for a year, he had to agree to live by the honor code, even though he was no longer going to BYU, in order to finally get his degree. So they made him live on campus and just, like, sit in his room? No, he didn't live on campus. He, like, went home, but he had to swear that he would live the honor code for a year. He had to swear that he wouldn't be gay for a Basically, year. Basically, yeah. How could they prove that? How does that exist? How do they prove it? How do they prove that? What? Where's the It's proof? so dumb. It's so dumb. It, it's so messed up. Like, I hate it. We're putting you on gay house arrest for one year. I better not see no. We're going to be on Grinder, Rough, <laughs> Growler. You better not. I better not see your profile show up. And we know well, what I mean, you can do. We'll someone stationed five feet away from you. He also lived in another state. Like, not even close yeah. to Utah, I don't think. So, like, I don't know. It was just, like, he just had to, like, promise to do it or something. I don't know. It was a whole, it was a whole last situation, but. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, well, that's we're happy that you got out of there. Yeah, Thanks. same. Because I knew, like, I heard all about that stuff from you on Twitter. And I know you were retweeting a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and then, like, someone I know from Instagram, because I, like, posted about, like, what you had posted. Um, just talking about that, because I feel like a lot of people didn't know it wasn't really. I don't know if it was in the news a ton, but, like, so I was just sharing it. And then what, like, one of my, like, Insta friends DM'd me and they were like, thanks for talking about this. And they, like, gave me more info on it. And I'm like, what the hell is this school? It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. And it you, bad. you growing up, so, like, 
was it like expected that you go to BYU? Like, did your family go there? Friends, and, um, like, family friends. Yeah. Well, so my parents went to BYU Idaho, um, mm-hmm. and that's where they met and like got married and stuff. But they didn't like. They kind of tried to incentivize me to go. They said that if I went to a church school, so like BYU or BYU Idaho, then they would pay tuition for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the rule that they had for all my siblings. So I think my brother and then one of my older sisters did both go to BYU at least for a bit. Um, one, my sister ended up transferring to UVU like I did, but then she met her husband there and they got married in the temple. But okay. um, yeah, but so there was there was definitely that like incentive to go to a church school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very manipulative. Like, no offense to anybody, but that's highly manipulative <laughs> to be like, follow well, the path I'm, that we're going to lay out for you and we'll get you there. That's also very white privilege of them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this kind of, like, this kind of thing happens a lot, actually, for, like, Mormon families. I know that there have been, like, like when I went on a mission, like, there were missionaries that said, like, yeah, like, my parents uh, promised that if I went on a mission, they would get me a car or they would get me this or that. or the A other. car? Like, yeah, so, like, there was, like, that's a common thing. Like, Mormon parents will incentivize their kids to do things like go on a mission or go to BYU or another church college, like. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, are there other, like, Mormon or, like, Church of Latter-day Saints universities? Well, the yeah, so there's, yeah, so there's BYU in Provo, Utah. Mm-hmm. There is, um, I think it's now called Ensign College. It used to be called LDS Business College, which is in Salt Lake. Um, then there's BYU Idaho in Rexburg, Idaho, and there's BYU Hawaii. Oh my in... fucking god! Oh, not yeah, the right they invaded the islands. They did. There's yeah, BYU Hawaii is a thing. Oh my god! Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's like the three different branches of BYU, and then there's also the L- that LDS business one that is not known that as that anymore yeah it, i think it's it's now called enzyme college i believe e-n-s-i-g-n okay. oh enzyme yeah. i was like enzyme i was gonna be like yeah enzyme yeah, ensign, yeah. i'm yeah. like how is that word pronounced i don't know because <laughs> growing up or not even growing up like we like we're in mesa which like we have a temple we well, have it's a it's a, mm-hmm. it's a mormon uh settled city like mesa was settled by mormons which is why mm. most of the most of the like i'm gonna be very blunt like but why we have not in view mesa and westwood are, are are very legacy based within the mormon community because they have generations oh. of families going through these high schools basically it's, are you vaping he's no, this is water he's drinking water <laughs> he said let me blow back and no, I gotta why, preserve my singing voice. That's why we have LDS churches around every corner. That's why we have seminary. There's one right there. That's why we. There's one in my neighborhood. That's why we have seminary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, there's always like a church across from the school, so they can do seminary and stuff. But yeah, like growing up, like I see kids in elementary school wearing like BYU shirts, and yeah, like you'll see like a kid wear like an ASU shirt or, or like a U of A shirt because it's like their family just gave it to them. But like mm-hmm. so many times, like. I just see kids like they're already they know they're going to BYU. Like, yeah, yeah. Because well, like, I mean expected. that's the yeah. Because that's the, I mean like they definitely try to like push a certain like system on kids. It's like 
you go on a, like for guys, you have to go on a mission when you get older and then you go to BYU, you find your wife and you get married. And, you know, for women, it's like, maybe you'll go on a mission. Like you don't necessarily have to, but it's an option, but you'll definitely <laughs> go to BYU and find your husband. And, you know, maybe you won't finish your degree, but you'll be married. So it's fine. And you'll have like six kids. Dumb women can't do labor or finish degree. Oof. Um, <laughs> Do they mention like at church or like, you know, like, yeah, like, like church programs? Do they specifically mention like BYU? Um, I mean, not all, not really. Like, I mean, they sometimes will just because a lot of members have went to college at BYU or did at some point. So they don't necessarily push the like BYU thing directly in church in like preaching, but they'll definitely push it in other like mormon media for sure because there are like mm -hmm. there are like mormon specific movies that um like romantic comedies that came out in the early 2000s like many of which i grew up watching um and so just by the grace of there being that media that kind of helps kind of um encourage people to go to byu the bigger thing though that they preach directly in church is like marriage and like going on a mission yeah do they ever preach about like like homosexuality and like like saving a friend per se or like stuff like that like write a letter to your write a letter to your friend i saw <laughs> i saw that i was like what the hell is this um like thankfully no oh okay that's interesting yeah i mean i think there definitely would was like I don't know. I feel like I didn't hear as much about gay people in church, like directly outright. Like it definitely came more so from my parents, I would say. Um, and so I think, I don't know, there might've been something at some point with like a teacher um, when I was like a teenager or something, but I can't remember anything specifically, but I also won't rule out the possibility that I blocked it out because I was traumatized. Mm -hmm. So, yes. so very memory. Well, because yeah. I remember like growing up in in church, and it'd be like it wouldn't just come out of the blue, but it would be very much like the sermon of like men or the the leaders of the household, blah blah blah. blah. And then it like when uh, marriage equality was like a big thing back in the day, like, and what I mean by that is that like, you know people trying to get marriage equality like back in the early 2000s like the church would be like the sanctity of marriage is in trouble blah blah blah, blah. so like i'm mm -hmm. shocked that like the mormon church didn't outwardly do that as much as like the roman catholic church did i would say yeah i mean at least from what i can remember um i definitely remember hearing more about it when i was on my mission because i was on my mission from like 2014 to 2016 so within 2015 you know was when like gay marriage was legalized um, around in every single state. And so I think some people definitely talked about it around then. And I do think there would be times where like men especially would like bring it up either in a lesson or in like a testimony meeting or something. But I don't think it was ever like in a lesson plan per se. Like, I think it was always brought up by some random Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But what about the guys just raising their hand in church? Um, so where you are in Utah now, because, like, Utah is, like, we associate it with, like, religion a lot. Another Mormon-settled town or Mormon-settled city. 
where where you are is it more liberal because it's like this other university or like do you still feel like it's a very conservative like it's area i would i would say the area itself is still pretty conservative there are definitely more liberal like minded people like um for instance in the music program i'm in there is only one professor who is mormon all the other ones like have never been raised in the church aren't from utah or i i have like one voice lesson teacher of mine who she like left the church um around the time i left byu because she also left she used to teach at byu and she would be like she would try to help out like the gay kids but mm -hmm. she didn't yeah, really like believe in the church anymore and she ended up eventually leaving um and moving on to uvu where she could be her authentic self because at byu she had to pretend to still be a good like god fearing church going mormon woman mm -hmm. so we love a choir yeah. teacher who's an the english, teacher. Of an english teacher <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, a band teacher was it was it hard for you to transfer um i mean i was scared to i think the hardest part was trying to tell my parents mm -hmm. and specifically having to be strategic about it to not mention like oh because of the honor code stuff yeah i specifically tried to frame it around well i couldn't get into the music program i was wanting to at byu because it's so competitive but uvu offers that same major and i've heard from a couple of people that their program is really good and so i want to try transferring there to see if i can get into theirs mm -hmm. Little do they know you never applied for the program. You never will apply for the program. And now you okay. have applied for the program at this school. I mean, I tried to get in a BYU. It was it was rough. Like, it's so competitive there. Because, like, everyone mm -hmm. sings or plays the piano or something. You know, because all the Mormons are so musically talented. Because they but, grew up in the church and the, they're doing the church choir or being in the band. That is, a, that yeah. is such a wild thing that, like, music is such a, like, intrinsic thing in the LDS religion. I mean, it is in, yeah. in all religions, but like LDS, I've seen it the most where it's like, yeah, every well, child so, is musically inclined. Yeah, well, and so many like, hopefully, like Mormons love like musicals too and stuff, which is like, especially like, Book of Mormon, their favorite. <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't What's seen it favorite? at all, but I, I kind of I Jared said hack. I haven't either, but, actually. Okay. But yeah, no, they love, like, Mormons love so many musicals. It's kind of wild. Like, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir has literally sung, like, songs from musicals. <laughs> and, and as a fan yeah. of the Mormon Tabernacle <laughs> Choir, come thou found thy every blessing. Give my heart to sing thy grace. Oh my Close God. enough. Are you casting a spell? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the only song I know. And then Barely. growing yeah. up in, where in Texas are you from? In, I'm from around the Dallas area. Okay. Yeah. So what was that community like in terms of their attitude toward the queer community growing up? Oh, um, do you mean like within the church specifically or just like my hometown in general or? Either one. I guess both. Because we, we okay. know if we, especially all the freaking news lately, we think of Texas as still very conservative. Obviously, they're pushing a lot of anti-trans stuff, anti-abortion stuff right yeah. now. Which is oh, wild I mean, because a lot of queer parties happen in Texas. Yeah. They have, they're I mean, one of the big epicenters for like big like Pride Month events. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think 
overall, like, I would say Texas is still pretty conservative. Like, there are definitely, like, you know, queer people or, like, liberal people who are, like, loud and, you know, try to be vocal about it. But I would say, like, there's still enough people that are conservative where that's, like, kind of the political ideology that dominates. Like, it definitely dominated in, like, a church for me growing up. And I would also say definitely just in, like, my hometown in general. Because a lot of people were still, like, Christian or what have you. But granted, there was also a lot of diversity in my hometown, which I am grateful for. Like, there were plenty of people who were, like, you know, practicing Muslims. There were, you know, people um, who were Hispanic or from Mexico. There were a lot of people who I knew who came over from China. Um, like, one of my best friends growing up is um, his families from Sri Lanka, which is like just off of India. So, you know, I grew up with like a lot of diversity in regards to like um, ethnicity and race, which that has made, and like also religion as well, like Jewish kids um, and people of other religious beliefs as well. And honestly, I am truly grateful for that because that helped me to have other perspectives to look at outside of the perspectives that were forced on me by my parents or my church. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered at the time growing up, who was president? George Bush. Where was he from? Texas. You know they were yeah. fans of him in Texas. Oh, God. Oh, they were his absolutely. Boy. Yeah. I forget that he, like, exists. He's just Same. in the woods painting or something now. <laughs> no, he, like, he was in the news over the weekend. Oh, God. No. Um, oh, no. Anyways. Um, okay, going back to Glee <laughs> and Kurt. So was that, like, the first queer character you can remember? Or did you see any other, like, queer representation um, growing up? I can't remember if Kurt was the first one. Or I also um, would sometimes catch, like, Grassy the Next Generation. Yes, and... <laughs> speaking my language. Oh God, we I remember the character of Riley Stavros, oh, okay. who was like the athlete, who was, was a football player. Yeah, yes, no, yes. I remember we had like Teen Nick, and I would watch it sometimes because you know they would have iCarly and stuff on there. Zoe One Hundred and One, but they would also have advertisements for Degrassi, and I remember seeing like the one with like like guys kissing or whatever, and I would try to like look through the episode guide and like look at the descriptions of all the episodes to try and see if I could find like the episodes the, that would have the description Riley's, that like, just says two guys kiss in this one. And you go, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like I would just try to find like, okay, is is like this episode gonna focus on being gay? Okay, yes, I will watch this episode. I would like either try to watch it or I would try to like record it on the VCR and then watch it back later. Um mm -hmm. yeah, that's just that that's was a dangerous game to play. Oh yeah, no, it was, but yeah, that's what I did. I would, um, I guess like there was Riley and Kurt. Those were kind of like my first like experiences with gay characters that I can remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it? there's also like Ryan from High School Musical, but yeah, you know, in terms of like characters that were out, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm, not uh, coded. Yeah. When was the queer? When was the first time you saw a queer person like in real life? <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> Um, or, or or like knew that they existed like they weren't just characters first time i knew they existed was probably in middle school because that's when i heard like the, people using gay yeah. in like the derogatory way but i also and you googled did, it 
I mean, I, I'm trying a to remember. picture of Nathan Lane showed up. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I don't remember how I exactly found out the definition, but I did. Um, my parents mm -hmm. might have told me. I don't know. But, um, I mean, so that was when I first heard the word gay, but it really wasn't until, like, later on in middle school or high school um, when I saw, like, the characters on TV. And then seeing a queer person IRL, I think, was high school. I think there was one guy that I knew of who was openly gay and he was in like choir uh, with me and stuff. And so I think that was my first time where I knew like, oh, this person is gay and I am meeting you face to face. This is real. Mm -hmm. You are a real person. <laughs> um, speaking more about representation, um, do you personally like, is representation important to you at all? Like, because for some people, like, if they don't watch a lot of stuff, I don't know, maybe it's not important to them, but... Oh, it's 100% like... important to me, yeah. 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 No, I mean, because it's important to me especially because, I mean, so I've seen, like, queer characters on TV and, like, you know, as a white gay man, like, you know, obviously I see plenty of characters that look like me and maybe have some similar behaviors to me, but even then, part of why... You know, I think it's important that we are, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, intersectional. Portrayed. Intersectional oh. with, like, mm -hmm. the diversity and, like, our portrayal in the media. Like, part of why I think that's important is because, like, I'm also autistic. And I have mm -hmm. yet to see, like, a gay character that is also autistic in, like, have the you show seen, or anything. Have you seen that show on Netflix? Special? Yeah, special. Special? No, I haven't. With I the... saw Ryan O'Connell. Yeah, I have it. I think he's his character's autistic. Right? I think he's on the spectrum. Okay. Oh, and he also has a physical disability. Okay, nice. Oh, and as well, uh, us just giving him <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> um, oh my god, what was that show called? Hold on. Special love. Special love. Um. Oh, Was Love on the Spectrum. Love on the Spectrum. I have not heard of that. It's not necessarily queer, but it's like, um, it's it's people with like, a, I don't even want to call it disabilities, but like differently abled or like autistic. Um, mm -hmm. Basically just like, it's kind of like The Bachelor, but for people who are disabled or uh, differently abled or like I said, autistic or just any sort of like non-depression non or anxiety meant like, situation yeah I, yeah I think I, yeah okay yeah. that's awesome I'm glad that's a show that exists um I'm like trying to like tiptoe around the way of being like it's dis disabled <laughs> disabled people finding love yeah um because they're not disabled they're differently no I think the proper term I think is just disabled yeah um, no I think I think more people prefer disabled over differently abled like just I'm trying not to get you canceled. Like I'm trying to get canceled in 2022. To it. But yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, Everything's Gonna Be Okay, which was a freeform show. It just ended, but there were two seasons. Of course. And um, the main character, played by Josh Thomas, um, who is gay and autistic in real life, he... Okay. He, um, like, on the show in the first season, like, he doesn't know he's autistic. And then in second season, he, like, finds out. 
Um, and then I think that it mirrors what happened in real life because I remember him posting on Instagram being like, hey, just found like I found out I'm autistic and like writing a post about it. And then uh, his like, half sister in the show um, is also autistic and gets a girlfriend. I don't know if she ever okay. labels her sexuality, but she's like into Mason Gooding's character and then like dates this girl. So there, there there's some queer autistic characters on there. But it's, okay, it, awesome. you know, sadly, only two seasons. Didn't get canceled, but they just, like, he was like, I've done what I wanted to do with the show. I'm good. Which is oh. good. I Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's better when a show is just like, we're done. Like, that was the story we wanted to tell. Like, mm -hmm. like a, yeah. like, Watchmen. Totally yeah. unrelated, but, like, <laughs> the director was like, I don't want to do a second season. Like, I, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes no, you I don't need another one. Yeah, no, I have respect for shows that don't try to, like, go on for too long. Okay, but that's good. I will need to I will need to watch that show, but mm -hmm. yeah, but so, I mean, but yeah, so since I, you know, growing up, didn't see any characters like quite like me in that regard, um, that has definitely influenced me now where I'm like, yeah, no, we need like intersectionality with this. Like we need more like trans characters, especially ones portrayed by trans actors. We need like queer people of color. We need queer people with like physical disabilities or like, um mental ones or like on being on the autism spectrum you know like there is a very wide range of people on the earth and we should be able to you know portray that at least at some level in the in our media mm -hmm. i'm waiting to be represented uh you know the ugly queers <laughs> waiting for that one no i'm no truly i'm waiting for the muppet freak queers you already got Gonzo. Where are the little queers that are not Muppets like Gonzo, but that are obsessed with the Muppets? I want something Gonzo. so specific. Go find a furry. We need that. Yeah. And once we get the queer people that are obsessed with Disney Channel like me, then, you know. We found we'll them already, it. Jared. They're everywhere. Um, I mean, yes, but they're not on like a TV show or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Not necessarily like shows that you personally feel represented by, but do you have any like queer shows that you love? Ooh, that you want to shout a, out that you've been watching lately maybe that's a good question i'm trying to think um what's a queer show that i've watched recently oh um okay i did on hulu there is this animated show called the bravest knight and it's like this um He's a knight and he is now married to the prince and they have a daughter and he's kind of like telling his daughter all about like the adventures that he had when he was a kid and like trying to become a knight. And um, it's based on a, on a children's book that where the same thing where it happens where like the knight rescues like a princess from a dragon. And so the king and queen are like, Oh, here have our, you know, marry our daughter, but he's like, actually, I like the prince, and so they let him and the prince marry. And I'm like, this is so precious. <laughs> Love. That's um, animated, right? Yeah, it's animated. Yeah. Um, it's on my list. I just still haven't watched it. Okay, gay cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Every cartoon to... in 2022 in 2022 is gay. Confirmed. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what other, like, openly. Like queer shows I've watched recently. Um, uh, I watched Q Force on Netflix because of all of like the terrible stuff people were saying, and I was like, "Yeah, no, this show is like 
kind of hot garbage, but it's like funny to watch just because of like how absurd it is. Q, like, the letter Q force. Yeah. Interesting. It's, like, I have not heard like, of they're this. Spies. They're all spies, but they're also all like, um, like pretty much all gay. Like the main guy is like a buff, like white guy, and there's there's literally a character named Twink, and his whole thing is like going in disguise by like dressing in drag. Like it literally in the first episode, he dresses up as Ariana Grande to like distract a bunch of gay guys so that the spies can like get away or whatever. What the it's, hell? Like, yeah, it's so absurd. It's like, what is this? Now, which like, one do we think is Twink? We're looking at a picture. I know. I googled ah. a picture of it. It's a Sean Hayes show. For, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Is Twink the blue-haired one? Yes. <laughs> you got it dead on. There is only one option, really, if we look at it. There's only one true Twink. Everyone else would have been like a Twunk. Yeah. Am I wrong? Or a hunk. Or higher, yeah. Yeah. Or but that yeah, daddy so I, on the left, on the right. Yeah, so I know I've watched that show. I'm trying to think of, like, any other, like... I've probably watched something with, like, queer characters, but that wasn't necessarily focused on it. I'm mm -hmm. I'm really drawing a blank right now. And those like, are the best, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think part of it, too, is, like, also, like, lately, like... I just like to rewatch a bunch of shows that I loved as a kid. Like, you know, right now I've been rewatching As Told by Ginger... And so, gay. That's been, I mean, yes, almost yes. gay. But Nickelodeon said no. Courtney is definitely has a crush on Ginger. She does. The lesbian undertones on that show are astronomical. Are astronomical. They are like, uh, it's wild. Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess seen plenty of shows with like queer coded characters, but. I, I definitely need to watch more with like outrightly queer characters, mm -hmm. which I'm, which you know I'm working on. There's just so many shows, you know. There, there are, and sometimes so you just want something like familiar and comforting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you go, should I start a new show or should I just rewatch Scrubs? It's like me. Should I play any of the seven games that I have that I haven't played before, but I did purchase, or should I just play Dead by Daylight yet again? You just know, like my, that exactly like that <laughs> yeah my boyfriend really got into dead by daylight for a bit there Ooh. Ooh okay and talk about that add one on playstation talk about dead by daylight no <laughs> and talk about I know how... <laughs> not about the boyfriend oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, yeah. i mean you can talk about it if you want to yeah how did okay. tell us about that tell us about how okay. this came to be. Tell us your story from BYU to UBU, wherever you are now. And so uh, and that. Okay. <laughs> well, so basically after all the honor code stuff happened at BYU, I was like, I need to GTFO. And so um over the summer I went back home because and you know, by that point we were in lockdown because of the pandemic Lovato that was going on at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and still going on. Um, but so I went home. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, I've heard about UVU's music program. If I can transfer there, then I'll be good because then there isn't the chance that I will have my transcripts frozen just for being gay. Like I can be openly gay there and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, they encourage so, it. 
<laughs> they said and it'll only they make said, their talent stronger. They said gaze only here. <laughs> if only. But yeah, so um yeah, so I then worked on like transferring to uh UVU and during this whole time I actually had like a secret boyfriend that I like kept hidden from my parents. Like he and I had only ever met up once, been on one date, and we were like long distance for the rest of the time, but um eventually I <clears throat> Uh, did transfer to UVU, started going to school there, um, only went for one semester and had to take the next one off for financial reasons. Um, and it's some, um, around like Thanksgiving time or so, um, of my first semester at UVU, the secret boyfriend I had ended up breaking up with me. Um, and to this day, I still don't know why, but oh well. <laughs> um, so then I didn't go to school for the next semester um, ended up having to move because the housing situation I was in ended up being really fucking messed up. Oh yeah, wasn't that your and, shitty roommates? Well, shitty roommate. Um, roommate. Like I, because I had I saw you know, gay roommates who were awesome. I had gay roommates who were awesome, but there was the it was the two straight roommates that ruined everything. Of course they did. <laughs> Leave it to straight people to just send everything into the shitter, <laughs> right? But yeah. Um, so then had to move and I was living in a new place um, with one of my friends who I had also been living with there, but we moved out into a shared room over the summer and during the school year. And it was over the summer, I decided to try getting on like Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and- um, What a, man, what a, man, a millennial. A, what a, a millennial. What a millennial way to date. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest way to meet gay people in Utah, you know, because it's hard out here. But um, Try some yeah, so up... apps, like the popular dating app Scruff. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyways, on Tinder, I ended up matching with a guy, and we went out on a few dates, and we ended up making things official on our third date. And here I am now with him about 10 months later, going to be coming up on a year together soon. Okay. And, yeah. That's cute. I love that for you. I love a story of I got out of it. I got out of two toxic places. <laughs> got out of a relationship that no offense probably was going to go nowhere. Um, yeah, no, it was. It was probably going to go nowhere for sure. Thank you. Thank you. You laughed. Well, but I also think queer long distance relationships are very common. Oh, they're I think very it's also because a lot of like. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, even with like my current boyfriend, he's like over an hour away. Yeah. So, so I get it. I get it. Yeah. But no, that's, that's so, that's so nice. And like, so to, such a like good thing to happen after like such shitty things happen. It's like so many subsequently things went wrong and then you suddenly just like found something that felt right and is right. And I wish you guys the best of luck. That sounds lovely. Hey. I mean, but honestly though, like even like since getting out of BYU, like, um, this school year, I got A's in all of my classes. Like I had one A minus, but like everything was like A's. And okay, I think part of that pants. was like, well, and I think part of that was like every class was a music class. Like I'm in a program about something that I'm passionate about. But then also on top of that, I'm just overall in a better environment yeah. because like, I mean, I think most of my classmates are still Mormon, but at least like, you know, they have to tolerate me. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. what are you know, what are they gonna do? Report me to the honor code office. There is no honor code. This isn't BYU. There's so 
There is no honor code, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't going to be no honor code, you stupid whore. Let's go super cum loudy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even yeah. like a few of my professors have been like queer, thankfully, too. So that's been nice. Like You walk into the room and they say, okay, girlies, time to sing. <laughs> And BYU, like, they had to have noticed, like, a drop of people leaving. Like, there had to have been. But they don't care. They don't get public funding. So it's, all their money yeah. is just private. Their funding is all but, from like, tithing from members yeah, of the I church. know they won't care, but, like, it would be interesting to look at the numbers of, like, they announced. Or, then, unfortunately, maybe the opposite numbers that grew. I mean, they're probably for any, like, queer student that was trying to transfer out there was someone desperately trying to get into byu i'm oh, sure of that so they probably just evened out mm -hmm. they but were just like more room for me um, yeah that's what i'm guessing sadly going back to not college but high school oh god ready mm -hmm. open your mind for trauma um high school homosexual yes um did you in school get any sex education? A little no. bit. Um, oh. So we had a health class um, and there was a whole unit dedicated to like the reproductive system and to um, well, um, STDs. <laughs> oh, so like Juan, we saw Juan like, was pictures. saying earlier that he thinks that that should be taught in class, like I've had a skin hygiene, <laughs> just hygiene, like properly oh, get rid of acne. I mean, honestly, probably we need to like, like we need to teach more like basic life skills in school. That's why you know, these like, celebrities are saying they don't bathe. We didn't, we didn't have good health classes that taught us hygiene in school. Anyways, exactly. No, yeah. Um, so we had a health class and we spent a good amount of time like focusing on like reproduct like reproduct the reproductive system and they th i don't think they preached like abstinence only mm -hmm. like they told us about like what condoms were and like other forms of contraceptives. like contraceptives yeah so you know they at least did that so i am grateful for that um, now did they teach you how to douche no <laughs> damn it <laughs> and I'm assuming that it was all heteronormative speaking. Yeah, I think we may have like touched on like the fact that gay sex is a thing like once because I remember in that class there was a point where like this one guy was like fetishizing lesbians. Oh. And then like one girl like tried to like kind of call him out on it. Okay. And he tried to be like, oh, you mean you don't get turned on by the idea of two guys kissing? And she's like, no. And I remember that was like a whole thing that happened like in the class. So I think we did cover it like at least a little bit, but I don't think we like dedicated a significant mm -hmm. period of time to it. I thought you were going to say we had one brave kid in our class ask about <laughs> like anal sex or something. He said, listen, <laughs> let me ask the real questions. What does it take to get it all the way in there? I mean, I think they mentioned that anal sex is like a thing that exists and like how that's supposed to work. But I mean, I, I, get, I don't know. This was also in ninth grade. So like I they can't get into don't it. remember this super well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's at least good that they like mentioned it. If if they did, like they did mention like 
certain things and contraceptive and not just like yeah no and, if I, you and have if sex, i'm you remembering die. and if i'm remembering correctly too oh, that just made me think of that uh one part in mean girls like yeah you will have sex and die okay who wants <laughs> some rubbers um yeah no i remember we were like quizzed on the reproductive system and like on the different parts of it and i think also on like different kinds of contraception i mean I'm that's good correctly. like where's the labia where's yeah the cervix like all these different things yeah that, Especially that's actually in, good in texas out of all places that that that, that is a little shocking just to hear in that sandy cheeks's town I could not believe <laughs> that little moment. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, okay, so you said you're not out to your parents, but you have siblings. Are you out to them? No, but I've but I've been thinking about coming out to some of them because like How there is my one. So I have three older siblings, one brother, two sisters. Um, okay. which was the cool one? Um, well, okay, I think I've got two siblings that would be cool with it because so, I mean, there's my one older sister who she hasn't been in the church in years, but she lives in mm -hmm. Salt Lake and she's the one who's had like LGBTQ friends. I'm like, okay, she yeah. would be understanding and supportive. Um, and then my brother, he um, and his wife were like married in a Mormon temple and stuff. They were super active. But while I was on my mission, they actually ended up leaving the church. Hey, and scandal. Yeah. And since then like uh, for a while my sister-in-law was like promoting stuff like supporting trans people supporting like intersex people they have a sign at their house that's like in this house black lives matter like mm -hmm. love is love um and you know all that stuff so i'm like okay they would be supportive um for sure um so i mean i know if i were to come out to them i feel like they would be like supportive but um my parents and then my other sister like they wouldn't anytime they're all together they're always talking about like either either something church related or like conservative politics they're like like my dad watches like prayer you videos and like tucker carlson and just oh. like ugh, yeah no it's bad it's like the so collective gas <laughs> we all yeah. um and then growing up um when who was the first person you came out to? I'm assuming it was a friend. Ever. A friend. Besides yourself, yeah, um, obviously. Well, so the first person I came out to, I didn't come out to someone until 2019. Oh and my he god. Was, this was he was he was a friend of mine at BYU. Thing. He he and I had the exact same birthday, like same year and everything. And he was also autistic. Um, and he was openly gay. Like he was he would tell people that he was gay. It's like, you know, not acting on it because this is BYU, but he would, mm -hmm. you know, admit to people that he was gay. And so I ended up hanging out with him. And eventually I was just uh, one day, I think it was like a day or two before I was supposed to drive home to Texas for the summer. I like went to his um, dorm and I was just like, yeah, I'm gay. Or, or I remember, um, when we first had like met and like started talking to each other, you know, he had asked like, you know, if you're gay, like, you know, do you use your assigned to birth pronouns? Like, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm straight. Um, but then like a few days before I left, I was like, I was kind of at this point where I was like, I can't keep hiding this. I kept 
getting like feelings for guys and it just like kept getting like stronger and stronger i'm like you know what i need to tell someone and so i'm like you know what he's gay i think he'll understand so i told him and, and then he toured the board of directors <laughs> he told on you <laughs> oh god that would be the worst um but yeah no he was like he like hugged me he was like um, he did also afterwards say, I knew it, but, um, <laughs> mm, which isn't great when people do that sometimes. No. Um, I mean, I was like, okay with it in the moment. Cause like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was like some levity, but yeah, no, definitely like, you know, maybe don't say that immediately after someone comes out yeah. to you, you know, and by maybe, I mean, don't, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, he was still like super supportive and he and I ended up being roommates the next school year. So um, that ended up being super helpful. And then one of our other roommates ended up actually like happening to be gay. And so like the three of us were like, you know, kind of like, you know, sticking together. And then later on, um, my friend who I came out to had another friend who was non-binary and bi um, move in with us. And so there was only two straight guys in our dorm and, you know, four queer people, which, you know, at, at BYU. You know, like, yeah. how wild is that? Because the queer people find each other. Or maybe it's not that wild. And maybe the numbers at BYU are insane. <laughs> I mean, I mean, two things can be true. <laughs> um, okay, so then, like, so you've told multiple friends. Mm -hmm. And they've all been supportive. You never had, like... You haven't had the bad experience yeah. yet? Oh, no, I had the bad experience, but it wasn't with a friend. It was with a guy that I had, like, fallen in love with, which is what ultimately ended led to me coming out on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, when I first was coming out to people, it was only to other queer people, so, like, usually it was, like, pretty accepting. Um, and then I, I think one of the first, like, cishet people that I came out to was a friend of mine that I had made over the summer of 2019, and I'm still friends with her. Um, I actually went to the drag show with her. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she was still living in Texas at the time, but I FaceTimed her and I told her, and like she had told me before that she was like, she was like super like pro like gay marriage and like trans like rights. And so I was like, okay, I can trust her. And so I came out to her and she was super accepting and i also had um a friend of mine from my mission who she had also told me that she was like pretty like yeah no i'm pro gay marriage like you know like black lives matter trans rights like everything and i also came out to her i think she actually might have been the first like non-queer person i came out to um but yeah i mean both of them super supportive and i was friends with them um to an extent where I'm like, you know, I think I can trust them with this. And thankfully I could. Um, and I even came out to some of my like high school friends uh, back home and they know, and they've been supportive of me, thankfully. Um, but yeah, the only bad experience I had was with uh, this one straight guy that I like fell in love with. Um, and he and I had been in the same ward the previous school year. And it was actually because I had feelings for him that led to me coming out to my first, like, friend that I ever came out to. Um, mm -hmm. And eventually I was kind of like, you know, I think maybe I need to come out to him and maybe that'll, like, help me kind of get over this or, like, help give me some closure or something. Um, and it 
ended up not going really well. It wasn't like the stereotypically like bad thing, like fully, like he tried to seem nice, but he was very much like when like I came out to him over like a voice memo and then we met <laughs> up like the day afterwards. Not um, the voice memo. I was too scared, okay. Um because at least with that, I felt like, okay, I'm like saying it to him, but I'm not having to like say it to his face or like, you know, it's yeah. better than like typing out a text or something like it just felt better in my mind. Um, so I did that. And then the next day we like met up and he was like, he was so like stuck on like, so when you, you know, tell me this, you said you were gay. And I was like, yes. And he's like, I'm not comfortable with that terminology. And I'm like, terminology, like what? And then he was like, you know, being gay means that you are having sex with men. And I'm like, it was- You said baby, was, not this whole. I'm like, it was it was literally like a what the fuck moment. Like it was, ugh. Um, but yeah, so that obviously went badly. Um, and so that I think was like, that like really like scarred me for a while there. And, like, I also felt kind of, like, this feeling of, like, trying to come out to him to get closure because I also knew he was getting married. And it was just, it was a whole, it was drama kaflama. It was drama kaflama. There was drama and there was kaflama. Oh there was. Damn, he really said, gay means you are having sex with a man 24-7. Gay means you're a bottom. Um, and yeah, for all it we was, know, you're not. You don't have to, and you don't have to answer that question. No, no, that's not a, that's Thank not a you. question I asked. I'm just yeah. making a joke. Yeah, um, no, you're good. <laughs> okay, to shift things a Keep little the bit. Mystery. This is an interesting question. Okay. That Juan came up with, okay. and it always it's just very interesting to me. Uh, mm. Has your perception of love and relationships changed for you since you realized you were gay? That's a good question. Isn't um, it? And he thought of that. That came from his brain. Okay, damn. Like, Warren, like my brain. big brain, genius, big brain. Like, poet, genius, revolutionary. Like, maybe I just want to know. Um, maybe I'm just trying to learn. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it definitely has in some ways. Um, because I mean, when I was in like high school or still like in the closet in college, I didn't date anyone. Like, I didn't ask girls out or anything. I didn't get into any relationships. Like, it really wasn't until after I had come out that I started dating guys. And finally, you know, I've had relationships. And I think, I don't know, I think the biggest thing that I've kind of come to learn about relationships, I feel like we have this tendency to view relationships with, like, okay, you start off in, like, this, and then around this time, you go on to, like, this step, and then, like, after, you know, however long, you go on to this step, like, moving in together, marriage, like, you know, you enter into, like, different phases, and it's, like, we usually have this perception that it happens in a certain time frame, and I've kind of just come to realize, like, you know what, move at whatever pace is, like, good for you and your partner or partners, like, um, you know, just whatever is comfortable for y'all like it you know you don't have to be like moved in together after like a year of being together or like you know whatever time frame it's like it's all up it's all up to you that is that is very true because i had a similar conversation like that with a friend 
this past year, like around March or something, where I was like, how often, like how, like, it was like on the, we were talking about marriage and it was like, I, cause I was always like, I was been a believer that like, it's always weird when people like meet and like six months later they're engaged and then within a year they're married. And it's like, that just is so fast to me Same. to trust anybody. And like, and we were talking and she was, well, and I was like, I have a strict rule of like, like I have timelines. Like I'm like, not even like solid timelines. I don't even think I believe in that anymore, but it's like, at the time I was like, I would like to know someone for like a couple years and then maybe think about it. And then after like five or seven, definitely go for that. Exactly. Like in my mind, I had like the number seven in my head of like, that's when you do it. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to do it, you do it after a decade or something. <laughs> so I mean, like yeah, I feel like it, you definitely need to give yourself some time. But it's 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 interesting to see how like that is very much at this point like a very straight thing to do, but it's it was it was odd uh for me to hear cuz it's like I usually hear that with like gay couples is like they move really fast. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they'll get married, they'll move in like within like months of it and it's like that's really fast. Is that true within yeah. like gay males because i know that's like that's a stereotype of like you hauling in the lesbian no and it's like sapphic community males also do that a lot well they'll just well they'll bounce from relationship relationship really fast but then they'll also like move in together really fast mm. see i feel like for gay males like what i see more of is just like that it's always like hookup culture and it's hard to find a guy like at yeah. least that's what i see a lot of on tiktok yeah that's like the stereotype that i feel like i know of yeah, mm-hmm. and definitely, like, I agree with you, Sarah. Like, I hear the, like, moving in together after a few months thing is, like, mm-hmm. more stereotypical to lesbians. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, alongside that, it's, like, how do you view your platonic relationships with, like, other queer people? Like, how do you see that in value to, like, yourself? Like... Because a lot oh. of people are like, well, my family's my family. But then we also have the the the, the concept of now of like a chosen family, but it's also everyone's like, your family. Or the Juni Cortez, <laughs> everyone's your family. But like <laughs> has like your idea of like the value of your relationships with other people, has that changed a lot based on like how who they are? Like, do your friend you do your queer friends not say matter more, but like do you value them in in a different light than like you would say like a just most straight um maybe in some ways i don't know i think uh maybe maybe not i guess i see like any friendship i maybe have with a straight person as opposed to like a queer person is like equal but like different you know it's like i understand that maybe like the stuff i talk about with like a queer friend i maybe wouldn't be able to get as in depth with with a straight friend because they don't have like similar lived experiences in that way but and you know so they might not understand that but you know i feel like if they're still you know doing everything they can to be supportive um then i still value that friendship regardless Mm -hmm. um and i'm you know if i'm friends with them i'm sure there's still absolutely things i can talk about with them um so yeah it's very much like you know, queer friend or non-queer friend, it's, like, you know, equal to me, but maybe just has, can have, like, different roles for, like, my life. 
Okay. I get you. I get you. Just asking. Just my little brain TikToking <laughs> just, away. I just no, I liked that. I, I liked like that. Like that got me thinking. Just. I, I'm just asking because like... I'm exploring, like I said, I'm exploring my thought process recently. So I want to see what you and others might think of. I feel like a lot of people, queer people might feel that way, like subconsciously, like not necessarily being aware of it, of like hmm. the relationships with their their fellow queer friends as opposed to cishet friends. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like something like, you probably don't realize it, but maybe subconsciously there's... Some there's something there. There. there yeah no i can see that for sure um another question has your gender expression changed at all over the years at all i mean yeah a little bit like i will wear a lot more pink stuff now um and i've painted my nails a few times which i do love that's always been fun um so yeah i think in those ways, I've been willing to be like a little more, you know, open to like more feminine things in my gender expression. Um, like I'm still, I still very much identify as cisgender, but it's like, you know what? I can wear like whatever, like, you know, if I want to paint my nails, like then God damn it, I'll paint my nails. If I ever decide, you know what, maybe I want to try wearing makeup or something, like, you know, I'll try that out. like. I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it now. It's like, you know what? I'm a little more okay with like trying different things, like in terms of like fashion and style. Are you ever scared of, of that? Like in regards to the perception of other people? Um, Not like does makeup physically scare you? Yeah. You go, like, oh. Do you see a palette and you go, oh God. It's like, oh no, James Charles. Um, <laughs> He's good. If you, I that hear is scary. <laughs> I hear if sister. You open, oh my god! If you open like, up a multicolored palette and you say "Hi, sisters" three times within the mirror, he'll pop out. Scary. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Um. I mean, I don't know. There can be that concern at times, but I mean, not really so much now. Like now, in my like my day to day life, living in Utah, I'm not really trying to hide anything from anyone. Like, I pretty much live like I'm fully out here mm -hmm. so like you know i'll wear like rainbow stuff or you know maybe have my nails painted or whatever and i'm like you know what however other people perceive that that's on them i i like this this makes me feel happy mm -hmm. this is real this is me exactly <laughs> um this question is actually kind of funny because like obviously you have with BYU, but this question is, because maybe you have another story of discrimination, but have you ever experienced discrimination or the fear of discrimination for being gay? Besides BYU. Yes. So like, obviously that's a yes because of BYU. Yes, I mean, definitely because of BYU, but then also I think even within like middle school, um, high school, because I mean, you know, before I realized I was gay, like I heard, you know, like, gay being used as, derog as derogatory and you know the f slur i had been called the f slur and i had been called gay long before i even realized i was and so funnily enough i think it was around the time that i realized i was gay that i had finally stopped having like guys call me that every other day um mm -hmm. and so once i kind of had that realization i was like oh shit they were right 
maybe the bullies are just trying to they're not saying it derogatory but they're trying to be like this is what you are admit it can't, can't oh, you God. understand this is what you are they're trying to help us we've been misunderstanding the whole time can't you see but yeah so i mean i think that being bullied in that way like before i realized it definitely like it had me like worried that was gonna you know be the case for like high school which thankfully that wasn't i didn't hear anyone like being called the f-slur or something out and about in the halls like i did in middle school but yeah i mean definitely i would say the main thing where i was definitely like discriminated against for being gay was very much at byu mm -hmm. <laughs> which is odd because that's like Oh, the memories. <laughs> the lovely, lovely trauma. That's that's so strange yes. because it usually goes the opposite way where it's like the norm is, yeah, middle school is such a like, you know. In college, you get to be yourself. Yeah, like, well, it's like middle school is such a tragic battle zone. And then it's like high school is like a hit or miss depending on where you go mm -hmm. and how wild your yeah. high school is. And then college is like, you can be whatever the fuck you want and do whatever you want. Yeah. But like no, yeah. for you, it was like a unless you're a homo. You went, you went, and then immediately you turned it back to like exactly. Trauma. Yeah, no, I mean, oh yeah, middle school was terrible. High school hit pretty well. High school was good, but then, yeah, just being at like a super religious university, it was like, it was like being in like a whole other homophobic dimension. I swear, it was <laughs> the worst. Oh my god, I was in another world. The multiverse time. of madness. The like the multiverse of sadness. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what it is about middle school. Like, it's just the worst. Well, I think it's because like everyone is everyone thinks they're hot shit and they're going through puberty. Well, everyone thinks that they're invincible. Like children already mm -hmm. think that they're invincible, but they're so scared of things. And middle school, you lose all fear because of puberty. Like you feel yeah. the adrenaline hitting 24-7, and so you're indestructible. And at that point, you're also trying to fight for dominance because you start to see the world around you. And like, you, I think the hormones also are like, you, like, it's a primal thing of like, you have to compete. Like, you have to be the strongest, the fastest, the smartest. Like, yeah. And if you're not one, you have to be the other constantly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like middle school is kind of where you start losing your innocence. And it's yeah. where these kind of like, systems and like social hierarchies start to become a little more like present in mm -hmm. life you know like having like the jocks or like popular kids or whatever like yeah our video is frozen but don't worry we're still here the okay yeah i see that <laughs> okay yeah i was gonna say i saw that the video was frozen that um, i'm mid blink um it's okay we just don't want to switch the crunchy cam because it was very homophobic it was hideous. <laughs> the, the laptop webcam, we put it on for a second because we're like, we're okay. not doing video. And it looks horrendous. That. We said, huh. Disgusting. <laughs> um, Disgusting. How do you feel about the queer community as a whole? How do you feel about Kink at Pride? How do you feel about... No, 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 no. <laughs> but how do you feel about the queer community as a whole? And like, you could even get into like the sub-communities of the problems, the things that you've seen, like how has your experience been with the with the world around you? See, I think the queer community as a whole, I would say like is a great thing. And I've and I love it. Like being openly queer now, I definitely feel like I 
have this sense of like camaraderie with so many more people and that's been wonderful like it's been so so helpful um i mean i think there's definitely like i don't know the utah queer community is definitely going to be different from like queer communities in other states um and so i feel like because a lot of us have like mormon trauma and baggage like and you know specifically like from the mormon church like that has um, an impact on things for us and then i would also say likewise i mean something that i definitely see within the queer community is like you know we try to like be a community and together but i think we definitely struggle a bit at times with like really being together or like with intersectionality because you know when you see like queer people that are like doing well or have like or or maybe you know whether they're like an influencer or like a celebrity or they're just doing really well for themselves on social media it's like we always seem to prioritize like the traditionally handsome Mm -hmm. usually white like i said what about us uglies what about us uglies shut up you have beautiful eyebrows (laughs) i mean i think yeah like the thing that i'm thinking is like we need to do better with like being more inclusive for like people of color for like you know taking some time to dismantle some of the like toxic beauty standards that we might have and Mm -hmm. you know really do our part to make this a community that's welcoming for anyone and everyone that is a part of it yeah i agree yeah. very much the people of color queers the disabled queers have you yes. ever felt i know we talked about discrimination but have you ever felt not discrimination but like excluded yeah an exclusion within the community either via body type or like yes no 100 percent. i, I mean, guess like, body type is the is the main one for males yeah no i mean because like i'm like i'm like i'm fat <laughs> i <laughs> I'm not necessarily like, you know, I, I don't have the face of like a model or something. And so I feel like at times, like I have been um, excluded in that way. Actually, um, with one of my other like gay friends that I made at BYU, we, he and I had talked a few times about like kind of the focus that there is on body types for like gay men. And, you know, we have like these labels like, you know, twink for if you're really thin or there's like, you know, a twunk if you're a bit more muscled or like being a bear if you're like, you know, chubby and hairy. It's like that might not be a label that you identify with, but like that is a label that's out there. And so sometimes people will kind of like stick you with that anyways. Um, and, and, you know, I, know I feel like, like to be called a twink and I will respect that choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's like there is this huge focus on like different body types and I think in some ways that has been like a little exclusive for like, you know, the the twinks and the twunks. It's like they might hang out together and like they'll be like super welcoming of each other. But then like someone average looking like me comes in and it's like, hey, you know, I'm gay too. Like, that's so fun or whatever. They're like, bye. Like, you don't. Or, I mean, they might not want to play, play with you, you anymore. anymore. <laughs> I mean, or they might not outwardly say bye, but they'll be like, oh, uh-huh, uh, we've got to go. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like... You change just the this, terms. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, there's just this feeling of like, wanting, just like not wanting to like, I don't know. It, it's really weird, but that's 
I think that is probably a big thing that I have noticed, like, with some, like, other, like, queer guys, like, you know, they'll be kind of, like, iffy with me. And Do you have, like, a set, like, fair question, like, do you go out? Like, do you go to gay bars or anything? I don't know if that's a question that we have. Um, um, I mean, we could transition to... Yeah, yeah, we can talk about gay bars and queer spaces oh. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess the next question would be, like, how, like knowing your your viewpoints on the community like how do you feel about queer spaces like do you think there need to be more different kinds like have you been oh. to many i mean i've definitely been to like some i haven't been to like gay bars unfortunately but i mean there was the drag show i went to um and i've been to some like queer events usually they were still kind of specified around queer byu students and i've been to them more so like since leaving to try and go like show support for them it's like yeah, I was in y'all's shoes once, like, you can survive this, I believe in you. Um, and I mean, that's always been pretty nice, but I don't know, like, I'm not always a super social person. Like, if I'm going out somewhere, I need at least, like, one person that I know that I can, like, cling to should I feel mm -hmm. like I just can't do it. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Who likes to go to a bar? I mean, I thought about it. Let's be real. I thought about it recently being like, should I just go to a bar by myself? Like, wouldn't that be weird? Oof. And like, I feel that like that very intrinsic of like, I need someone, at least someone to like yeah. cling on to. Well, because my question was going to be like, have you gone out places and like, say like with a friend group, but they have another friend group and you like kind of just join in with theirs and like you felt excluded because of like, the way you were perceived by them kind of okay stuff. someone's projecting <laughs> i mean i think i've had that happen but like not in like a queer context oh, okay. necessarily you were um, the gay one in the room <laughs> well i mean i guess but i don't know if it was even necessarily because of that i just i don't know but yeah i feel like i don't know i'm not super social like i don't like go out much i'm very introverted so i feel like I don't really have enough experience to say, but I definitely like that is something that I want to do is like go to like gay bars or like other like queer spaces, including ones that aren't, you know, like associated specifically with like gay BYU students. It's like I definitely want to go out and have those experiences and see what these like what other queer spaces are like so that I can kind of gauge how I feel about them. Um but I mean, just with where I'm at now, I definitely, I think like very much in the state of Utah, we need more queer spaces. We need more because it is hell out here. I so. mean, the Aces said it best. Growing up in the 801, there's only one club, so we blow it up. And what's that club? <laughs> Gingers on, on Main Street and Guadalupe Avenue. I don't know what if those are real streets or <laughs> I mean, they never made they never named the club in the song, but I'm sure that it's that same. Maybe there there have there have popped up a couple more group spaces there, but it, that that gay bar that they went to is probably still there. Everyone oh, stream okay. 801 by the Aces. Um, I, I definitely need to now because I like I've listened to some of their music, but I need to listen to more. Listen to um, all of it. Yeah. Listen to all. It's gorgeous. <laughs> um final question before we get into our fun flirty questions at the end um okay. what are your feelings on pride dun, 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 dun. <laughs> on pride um i mean like 
like feelings in what regards towards pride like because general I mean, like the month any if, you, if you've ever been to any events uh all the companies all the companies that that <laughs> sell rainbow stuff and don't don't donate any money the fact that every parade is now sponsored by at&t and boost mobile okay um okay and so, absolute I mean, vodka <laughs> Okay, so I mean, I do love Pride Month now. I do love that we have this like time to really like celebrate. And I've been to at least one Pride event. I think it was specifically for like it was like Provo Pride. I don't think it was necessarily specifically for BYU students, but there was like a march around BYU, and so like that was kind of a focal point yeah. of you know yeah they would activism never for that they would um, never have their own official yeah, but. Yeah, so I mean, I do love Pride. Like, I love getting that time to celebrate and, like, I don't know, like having rainbow stuff to wear. But um, the corporatization of it all and, like, companies selling Pride merch just for the month, it's like, <sighs> no, we can do better. Like, the corporation should do better. Like, yeah, you'll, you know, support us for this one month, but then the other 11, you're like, okay, um, you know, gay people don't exist or whatever. Well, I mean, we've like, seen that recently with, like, Disney, where it's like, hey, here's all our Pride stuff. Did I buy a Rainbow Mickey pin? Yes. Did I cave in? Yes. But did they immediately turn around and say, we support the don't say gay bill? It's like, yes. It's like, none of it's real. Yeah. And, like, if anything, I would like to see companies go and being like, we donated this much. This month we yeah. donated this much of our prof or proceeds to this, these, these, and this, and this program. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, I agree. Like, um, corporations should do that way more, or you know, like exclusively I think, you that. Know, donate it, like you know, without having to sell other stuff. But like, you know, if you know, also, you know, sell those things if you are definitely donating to like trans charities and other like queer charities, like for real. Like, yeah, like the the capitalismization of pride, as I like to call it, is just like. That I don't like because, like, mm -hmm. fuck capitalism. Yeah. We're already seeing, like, a rollback on things of, like, two years ago of all those companies that were, like, Black Lives Matter. We're going to do our best to blah, blah, blah. You're already seeing rollbacks on that. Netflix just, yeah. like, laid off a bunch of people that worked for, like, their different subsets that would, like, promote um, their different avenues, like Strong, Back, Strong Black Lead mm -hmm. uh, and, like, Most, which was their queer social oh, yeah, I think one I, yeah I, I saw i heard about that they just they axed him and they laid off a bunch of people it's like okay so that doesn't matter anymore like you're not trying to amplify like all these black shows or it's like maybe they're making. not doing as well as like your other or of your of stranger things but like how much does an episode of fucking dear white people even though like i think that was just the last season but like how much does that cost in comparison to like Stranger Things? Well, Sensei notoriously. Yeah, Sensei. Right, the shit out of the, that Netflix. <laughs> they just canceled fucking Babysitters Club, which had queer characters on it. They've canceled mm. One Day at a Time, obviously. Yeah. Like Sense Eight, like you said, everything. They canceled sucks. Julie and the Phantoms. Julie and the Phantoms. Rest in peace, Ivy's hopes and dreams. Kenny Ortega, we <sighs> stand. We love yeah, you. Oh, yours. They're just. Yeah, they're just constantly, like, it's, like, empty. Does Salt Lake City have its own, like, Pride event? Like, I know Phoenix has, like, their baby Pride. 
And oh, I know, yeah, like, the main ones are like, you know, uh, Fort Lauderdale Pride, probably Chicago Pride are a big one. Uh, every like big city, every big has city one. has like, yeah, well, I'm no, like, about, like, city. The big gay cities. Oh, like Salt Lake City does have a pride thing and like pride parade, I believe, usually around like the first week of Pride Month. Mm -hmm. Um, you going? I think I'm 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 working every day that weekend. Sadly. Homophobic. Oh. Yeah. The shift manager is homophobic. You heard it here first. I mean, the shift manager is also trans, so <gasps> I thought he was gonna say the shift manager is me, but okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, I wish I'd probably be making be much more money than I than I am right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I might try to see if I can get someone to cover the shifter, just call out or something. If if my managers are listening to this podcast, I, I'm I'm totally <laughs> going. I, I if I'm call out of work, I'm totally just kind of happen to be sick and I'm not going to a pride parade. Um, I have a I have a, I have diarrhea. I can't come in today. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna have diarrhea that day. I can't show up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, yeah. So I mean, there's like pride stuff um, in Salt Lake City, and there is like pride stuff in Provo specifically as well. I don't, I don't think there's anything in Orem because it's just like adjacent to Provo, like they run together. So mm -hmm. yeah, but I mean, there is pride stuff that happens in Utah, thankfully. Secondary question: Why do you live in Pokemon towns? Provo, <laughs> Unova, what Orem. the hell are all these? <laughs> Or, um, uh, blame they, they blame the Mormons. Like blame the Mormons. They That's are in Pokemon towns in Jodo League. Yeah. They do kind of sound like Pokemon names. Pokemon towns. Yeah, that's what I meant. Pokemon towns. You <laughs> know, you know, do. you know who always. Well, I don't know always, but I think I've seen that they performed a Salt Lake City Pride. Neon trees and have performed at that. Neon, neon trees. trees. Yeah. Isn't neon trees from Utah? Yes. Yeah, so they are. Is, they, that singer is, is gay and yeah. Yeah. And used to no, be. Yeah. Like yeah, like neon trees, Imagine Dragons, and I know Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons like is an ally. Like he's straight, but very heavily he, like, makes a point of trying to like do like you know activism um, and all of that. Thankfully. Yeah. So. Didn't I? Didn't I? I was at the front desk and I showed you like. I think it might have been with the don't say gay like mm -hmm. around that time where like I just saw a reply he replied to something on Twitter and I was like okay I don't really listen to Imagine Dragons like yeah you said I think I'm gonna have to start listening I hate that I'm gonna have to start listening <laughs> yeah. to Imagine Dragons I said I hate that I have to listen to <laughs> oh the misery I mean, I'll have to say it as much as I give me uh, uh, Imagine Dragons flack they do kind of they I sometimes think... have some bops they yeah they well, do. and regardless of their music, they do seem to be good people. They they do really mm -hmm. great by like marginalized communities. I've heard of like yeah, them like donating things and being very supportive. Anyways, um, okay, rapid fire questions, which is just fun little quirky questions. Did you get all your thoughts about Pride? Yeah, I think so. Okay, just making and sure. also like I think and I guess I don't know. I'll throw this in there, but like yes, to Kinky Pride, there's like historical reasons for like you know, stuff like, mm -hmm. yes. Anyways. Yeah. Um, favorite trans or queer movie. Ooh, favorite trans or queer movie. That is a good question. Um, 10 seconds on the clock. Uh, I don't know. Um, why is the only thing that's coming to mind right now? Love Simon. I hate that for me. <laughs> um, Ew, you're sick. I'm basic. You're Sorry, I'm also just like noticing a bug crawling on like the wall in my room. So that's that is a good movie. 
It's just I mean, also yeah, one no, of the I'm more like, mainstream ones. It just also yeah, made me mad no, because for real. of the real screen when they kissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess, but I, I'll I'll say Love Simon. That's the only thing that can like come to my mind right now. Okay. Okay, Valen. Um, do you have a queer film or trans film that you've seen and you're like, this was awful, and frankly offensive to me? Hmm. Because we know as, you know, as we dig through, to get through to those gems, you got to dig through some, garbage. some piece of shit trash. queer films. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any that I've seen, but I know I've, like, seen people make YouTube videos about that show, about that movie, um, GBF. Yeah. Like that's probably bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> With the guy, that that actor was on Faking It. And I remember finding out that he was in that movie. I remember like hearing about the movie when it came out, but I've never seen it because it looks mm. like. Yeah, it looks like it'd be bad. You've seen it? No, it just looks like oh, shit. Oh yeah, it looks. Yeah, no, it does. It does look like shit. I'm like, yeah, not watching that. Uh, favorite trans or queer musician or artist? Okay, that that I've got a few more answers for. I mean, I mm-hmm. love. Let me see. So like, I love Haley Kiyoko. Mm-hmm. Um, Stream for, Kim- for the girls. Oh, yes. Pop of the summer. Um, I mean, Dove Cameron is bisexual. Um, Love, you know, stream boyfriend. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. I Controversial, but I do love Kim Petras. Um, and I know, you know, obviously, like, free Kesha. Free Kesha. Um, oh, I, I forgot I, that was yeah. a whole thing. I was, the like, Dr. Luke I was like, I was like, why controversial? Yeah. I, do, I remember. Kim yeah. I mean, Dr. Luke I have also seen stuff like apparently Kim Petras like had an Instagram story that she later deleted about like having like th- like thirty songs of an album ready, but like not being allowed to release it. And she is signed to a label right now run by Dr. Luke. And so wow. I do think that she yeah. is like unfortunately like also a victim at some mm-hmm. level. Um, of him so i don't know we'll see what happens there but yeah i do have three albums ready to go no one will produce them well i mean they're produced they just won't let her release them but Mm -hmm. yeah the music the music industry is corrupt as fuck um i mean yeah so all about all the tiktok nonsense right now yeah have you heard about that no, I we'll guess, I guess not. Just a bunch of record labels are being like, hey, you need to start making TikTok videos. Oh, I did see oh, that Are you tweet. talking about Halsey? Well, like a lot of people. like. Oh, yeah. I, did, I did see that tweet of like artists being like, my label told me to make this TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's chemistry right now. I hate it. But yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So Kim Petras. Um, also love Halsey and Demi Lovato. Um Love, love. Yes. Ozzy from the hit film Sing 2. Oh my god. <laughs> I still need to see Sing 2. I actually it's really want to. such a good we movie. We honestly love Sing 2. We saw it and then afterwards I was like, who was that who played Crystal? I think her name is Crystal movie. And I was like, it was Halsey? She was so good. I am not even joking. I legit cried at least three times throughout that movie. I almost okay. cried. I was like, this one got me. Okay, I, cannot I definitely believe need I... to see that then. I went to the theater in Chloride to sing to hell no. It was when they didn't they sing like a Coldplay song or something at the end. Or no, you two still haven't found what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh Anyways. nice. Me sobbing. <laughs> no. Um. Okay, so yeah, I think those are some of the queer like musicians I love. Okay, what is your star sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. What's your? Moon I don't sign? know what that means. 
but oh. I know I'm a Sagittarius. That means you were born in December. That means you're a horse. Well, yes. I get that, but I don't know what it's supposed to mean in regards to my personality, especially because I also don't know like what my moon sign or my rising sign is. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't really know either. Valid, valid, valid. <laughs> I always I don't know if my if my rising is always correct when I say it, but if it's correct, you I, did a chart reading. I don't know if I'm Sagittarius or Aquarius. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe I can find out. I just know my main, my big one. I have right. a whole Google Doc of when Gerard did our chart readings. Oh my god! <laughs> so I have it on my thing. Bless. Uh, and then finally, this is not a question; it's more of a demand. We are okay. demanding that you do this. Give us uh, one book, one movie, and one album that you would recommend to everyone. Does not have to be queer or by a queer artist, author. Just you, you as Just a queer person. something you're into right now or like a okay. favorite. Um, okay, let's see. I guess for book, I would have to recommend not just like a single book, but like the whole Percy Jackson series. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, because I've been seeing Jared's tweets, his the retweets, and I was like, he's going to yeah. say Percy Jackson. All right, all right. Yeah, just, well, I mean, especially because like as the series has gone on and had like spinoff series, like there's been more queer characters and like mm-hmm. people of color and like so you know love that um okay so it was okay so what all was it a book album and what else in movie movie okay okay so um movie lemonade mouth like that's just what i everyone needs to see <laughs> you're lemonade so mouth. sick honestly determinate <laughs> yes determinate uh and she and she's so gone like so good. I played. Um, we were we were at work the other day working on stuff, and uh, I was playing a di- couple different songs from DComs, and we put on "She's So Gone," and we went. And I literally went like, <laughs> "Is this Lemonade Mouth?" Because mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since you brought it up, I've been listening to it more. I'm like, okay, this one does oh, go hard. Yay! I'm I'm so glad I I was. She so lost the bracket, but won my heart. There we go. Naomi Scott in for the win. Um, okay, yeah, so definitely that movie, and then. Uh, album i'm trying to think i have like a few albums that i would recommend um so like recently i listened to uh paramore's riot album which Iconic. is so the game. Good. you really want have you heard of this little album called riot made many people gay people died <laughs> yes. uh yeah no i see when i was like growing up i didn't listen to albums super frequently and so like i've been kind of trying to make up for lost time now and so i listened to riot and i'm like this is an amazing album your eyes are awakened i'm sitting in the room made up of only big white halls and in the halls there's people looking through i don't know the lyrics (laughs) okay yeah but yeah so riot i'm i'm gonna recommend a few albums so riot by paramore um Charlie XCX's most recent album, Crash. So many bops, so so many bops, like pop perfection. Is it Crash? I don't know. Crash, yeah, that's the album. Um, yes, there's okay. So, Riot by Paramore, Crash by Charlie XCX. I'm trying to think of like one other album. Um, the Lemonade Mouth soundtrack. Oh my god! (laughs) I mean, of course, but I've already recommended the movie, so um. Hold on, let me look through my music just real fast. I've been listening to like music by a bunch of different artists. Um, oh, I know, I know what I'll recommend. Doja Cat's album. Okay. Yeah, her most recent album, Planet Her. Isn't it her final album, or does she have one more? 
I feel like I feel like contractually she might still be obligated to release albums, but I know she's like done with the music industry show, so to speak. But I think she may contractually still be required to re- release music. I don't know. Oh my god, everyone has their claws on these people. Well, I mean, <laughs> Doja Cat like also is signed to Doctor Luke, but she oh signed before god. everything came. She signed before everything came out about Kesha and like what all happened. So mm-hmm. she like. Didn't know about any of that because it wasn't available to the public yet. Mm-hmm. So he's making her push out albums. He's making Kim Petra's not not release albums. Pick what a is lane. He doing? Come on. Have you seen that interview where like Kelly Clarkson is talking about how because she wrote I think my life would suck without you with them and how she was just like oh yeah, I don't want to be associated with, with yeah. this like do not give me writing credit I don't want like because she had such a bad experience. Wow. So she's like, I don't want my name as a like a writing credit on that. I don't know. It was a whole it was a video going around on Twitter. Anyways. Yeah, okay. no, I I've saw I heard about that. Yeah. See, he knows. Okay. Yeah. We're in the loop. We're in the loop. Okay, okay. Jared, thank you so much for taking this trip down memory lane. Your Edu- insights into the trauma of BYU. Educating us about, <laughs> you know, the basics of of Mormonism, of BYU. We appreciate it. Of course. Um, thank you. Thank you both for having me on. This is this has been great. Yes. Where can people find you? Would you like to plug anything? Um, okay, so you can find me at Jared underscore Van L on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My Instagram is private, but um if you, you know, send a follow request and maybe and also specify not his mom. Yes, and maybe specify in a DM like, hey, you know, I heard, I heard the podcast. You know, I heard you on the on the podcast, like you know, that was awesome. And then I'll let you. I'm definitely sure. not your mom. Yeah, no. But yeah, <laughs> like, I'm super active. Oof. But yeah, I'm super active on Twitter. And I mean, I'm also decently active on TikTok. I, you know, I've got, I've posted some videos. Some of them have gotten over a thousand views. So that's okay, nice. word. More than yeah. mine. I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> oh. Is yeah. that also at Jared underscore Vanell? Yep. At Jared underscore Vanell on TikTok, Twitter, and Insta. Wow, we love gotta have the consistent branding. Universal at yes, <laughs> can't all, relate. All right, thank you, Jared. Have a good night, and now back to us with the outro. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> wow, wasn't that a great episode one? Oh my god, I learned so much. I have never thought in my life. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, I, it was really interesting. As you as you hear in the show, I didn't know that Jared had left BYU at the time. I didn't know Jared was in a relationship that was stable and healthy. Oh no, I, I did. I did. He told us. Yeah, he told yeah. Us, but I knew that. But I th- I was just still under the impression that he. I guess I think that the only school in Utah is BYU. It, it probably is. Might honestly. as well be. But you know, at least he got out of there. He's doing well, and he's happier. Yes, yes. So thank you again to Jared for coming on the show. If you want to follow him, uh, links in the description. He just mentioned them, but check the links just in, in case you forgot. Or in case you're a reader, not a listener. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, if you're reading the transcript. Um, and then, you know, this is just the part of the show where we say this show was made entirely by queer people. Obviously, you queer got- Queer hands. 
queer little gay hands. You got you got me and Juan over here talking at you, and our guests obviously are queer. To get um, this job, I had to prove that I could lift over twenty five pounds. Under, because you're queer. Oh. You had to prove you can't drive. Well. You, yeah, you can't lift things. Efficiently. And you can't sit in chairs the right way. True. Um, so not only are we queer and our guests are all queer, but uh, the person who did our artwork is queer every year. Uh, Frankie Diaz does our artwork. You can check out uh, their links in the description. Very, very popular on Instagram. Cisco Sews. Oh, my God. Sometimes the fame just goes to your head. If, if you don't know Frankie, Francis, Francisco Sews by now, uh, go check them out. So Frankie did our artwork again. Thank you so much, Frankie. And our theme song is by Nathan Vasheko. Check them out. Links below. They make music. Check out their band camp. Support queer artists always and forever uh make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at queer friends pod you can email us at all your friends pod at gmail.com if you want to do that shit we might have i mean special episode maybe where we just read people's like stories if you want to email go yeah ahead, if go you ahead. have a story that you want to tell or like an input some sort of like thought that you had go for it from viewers like you thank you uh, make sure you are subscribing wherever you're listening. Share it with some friends, maybe some friends that need to be educated or just friends that enjoy, you know, queer content. Uh, leave us a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That would be helpful. Um, and next week, we'll be talking with our friend Winona. Winona, not writer. Winona, not writer. I don't know who, the last name. Who we love. We love Winona Ryder. We know Winona we love Winona Ryder, <laughs> but not not Winona Ryder. Winona Rue, and we'll be talking about uh, like you know a bunch of gender stuff and uh, how corporations yeah are liars. How corporations are liars, and how like the healthcare system overall is obviously bullshit, but especially for you know people, you know, trans people looking for like gender affirming surgeries that companies often are cutting corners and making it impossible or saying they're not valid to get them and we'll we'll get into that so stay tuned for that hope y'all uh have a good start to your pride month and we will see you next week what be sure to stay (laughs) queer as fuck and always remember if you want to buy stuff during pride month don't buy from a corporation you go to a little Etsy bitch, someone's website, you go to your little queer friend, you say, hey, you make, you make, you like to bake, right? Can you make oh, me will a- Frankie's thing be up by then? Possibly. Okay, if Frankie, if our friend Frankie's um, Trevor Project thing is go is going on. Go do, go, go, we're auctioning off. Yeah. Uh, so Frankie made, um, and we'll probably, we'll probably do like a little blurb thing about this too. Um, uh, Frankie, uh upcycled some some fabrics into tote bags and he distributed that amongst a number of artists um me included um they're going up for auction at some point throughout the month i forget the details i should probably look that up because Mm -hmm. whoopsie mine isn't done as of right now (laughs) um but anyway so those are going going to go up up for auction obviously last bid highest bid gets the bag but all the proceeds go to the trevor project so it's Mm -hmm. a big no one gets any money if anything we all just lost money and time we all lost money and time but it's for a good cause for a good cause exactly so if that is up by now link in the description if not then we'll talk about it whenever it yeah we'll we'll post an alert but definitely 
think about other ways to support. Don't be buying stuff at Target. Don't be buying Don't be stuff. Don't be buying rainbow shit at no. Target. Support Amazon. queer artists. Go to the source. Artists. Go to the source. Yes. All right. Again, stay queer as fuck. Goodbye. Bye.